the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right. It's Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, Oat Hill Day. Closer to Christmas weekend than we were on Monday. Don't say over the hill. Yeah. We're not there yet. (laughs) We're starting down the hill for this week. We're down the other side. We're trying to get to the other side. That other voice you hear is a a good friend of mine. I've known him for years, literally for years. And uh, he's my insurance man. Uh, He was a, uh, you know, a, a JP. Then he became a state representative. And then he got tired of dealing with politics, kind of, and went in to be uh, the the uh, insurance commissioner of the state of Arkansas. Yeah. Alan Kerr is in the studio with us today. And, you know, we start talking about different bills that they're considering in the legislature. And it, it reminds me how long I've been here now. You know, 21 years yeah. I've been doing a show here in Little Rock. And I hear people saying, you know, David Ray's doing a really good job fighting for getting rid of uh, special elections. And I go, yeah, Alan Kerr did that and tilted at that windmill for a long time. Yeah, I did. Thought he had it done and had a fellow conservative derail it. Yeah, that was exactly what happened. I know it was. We had it. uh, We had it worked out. And uh, um I needed that Senate vote in order to uh, to get it through the Senate, and uh, he flipped on me. So, you know, we won't mention names because he's names. not there anymore. Yeah, that stuff happens, I guess. But, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's the way it goes. It's politics, and uh, uh, but you know, we got some folks out there still still tilting at that windmill, well, still he, trying. He's for working it. hard, and and you know what? He found out the same thing you did. Yeah. People look at you eye to eye and tell you, you've got my vote. And then when push comes to shove, they vote against you. Well, Municipal League is a pretty powerful uh, lobby in, in this area. And, and you know, those those municipalities, they like to have that, that ability to run an election anytime they want. Uh, any weird day it is, on a holiday, uh, you name it. And, and they, they orchestrate it in such a way that... that uh, it guarantees a low turnout, and yeah. uh, they can they can get those you know those ten people to the vote to the polls that they've gotten to agree to vote for it, it's especially a tax. Oh my god! Anybody, especially a tax. So we we just had that happen in Cabot. Now I I live up by Cabot, but just by chance, the man who built the little subdivision that I live in mm-hmm. would not. Uh, would not go along with the people who wanted to suck him up and make him part of Cabot. So he, we're, I'm, I'm like part of the county out there, right? And so I don't have to put up with some of the stuff that goes on in in Cabot. I talk about it because I live right in the middle of it. But um, just a few weeks back, they passed a uh, a bond measure 
and and now because it how they've changed the law that they they don't have like a roof on bonds anymore for these local governments. Uh, they they passed a sixty million dollar bond issue because they wanted a wave pool, and they wanted to be able to give uh, the residents a free veterinarian to take their their animals to and things of that nature. Uh, they um, a free they, veterinarian. Yeah, they hired a vet to do what? Take care of animals. I guess just just to take care of animals. Yeah, they're so. building a big. They're going to build a uh, a high quality you know, center, animal shelter type of thing. They're going to take better, they're going to take better care of the animals than they do of the people who live yeah. out in, in Lono County. But anyway, uh, what was interesting, it was $60 million and less than 1% of the registered voters showed up to vote. Wow. Less than 1%. And it, and it passed. <clears throat> and it passed. Yeah. That's, well, just, I guess they that's get why they, I hate them. Yeah. I, I guess they get what they deserve if, if voters aren't going to come out and vote against it. But uh, well, it's like the, the the tax, the Little Rock tax that they tried to pass this last time. And, yeah, yeah, we, good for you all. Oh yeah, we we came out and voted against, voted that thing down. Unfortunately, the two other elections right after it had had passed the one for the the library and um, and don't get me wrong, I love libraries. So do I. I, I but think there's things called Kindles. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they don't like Kindles. me when i start talking about this uh, i don't think goodness. you need these big brick and mortar buildings i just don't believe it's necessary not anymore. anymore but you know at the, at the end of the day you know it's still a tax it's more tax you know well it's just a a, a quarter of a percent or a half a percent well you get those over the over a decade you know every year and and the next thing you know you're paying 20 percent off on every dollar um for something yeah you know uh little rock's got one of the highest taxes around um and growing so uh, i mean and there's nothing wrong with having the electorate be able to vote on these things um i i wanted i wanted if you want a a tax on the ballot uh, i think it should be on a regular ballot me too and you're spending extra money uh, these these elections cost a hundred hundred fifty two hundred thousand dollars every time you do one, and uh, and that's just a small little local election. Um, so, uh, you know, when it comes down, push comes a shove, it, it it's it's expensive to do these elections, and we just had three of them. One of them or a couple of them overlapped. <laughs> I I I, I voted I voted and. and the the guy the same poll worker was there when I was there the week before, and yeah. he looks at me and says, "Didn't you just vote?" <laughs> yeah, and I had to stop and think. Oh my God, I, I'm not voting twice, am I? Yeah, and and fortunately, my my wife, the chairman of the Republican Party for the county, uh, she looks at me and says, "No, that was a different ballot." I said, "You sure?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean it, it's confusing, and the, but it's it's on purpose. That confusion well, of is on purpose. It is. Because they don't look. I don't know what the law says exactly now, but I do know uh, that for a long time, when there was an election coming up, they had to post something in a well-read paper. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, there's no such thing as a well-read paper anymore. Very no. few people look at the paper anymore. Look, I've got the the tablet 
here at the station. Yeah. I never look at the paper, to be honest. I think with you should you. probably, they, it should change that to well read paper and or Facebook. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's something like along those lines. You need, to, you need to publicize it. A lot of people don't even know they're having an election. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I ran across somebody the other day that uh, during these elections, they said, well, I saw a sign out by my library that, that said, vote here. Vote here. <laughs> he said, what's that all about? I said, well, there's an election, you know. Yeah. I said, whenever you see one of those signs, probably you need to go in there and see what it is, look at the ballot and vote your vote your conscience. But at the same time you know it and i'm all about efficiency and uh being frugal with taxpayer dollars believe me if you didn't not lying if you didn't have to if you didn't have so many special elections maybe wouldn't have to raise taxes to 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 buy stuff we could use that money that you're spending on special elections for what you need you know it well the one thing i learned about you is that you are a believer that the numbers don't lie. No, the numbers do not lie. Math is... Well, you walked into JP position at first, and you caused an uproar yeah. because you started saying, well, let's look at this stuff. And the Democrats had made a mockery of what they were doing. They really did. And uh, from the from the very beginning, I walked in there and I said, well, these are the expenses. I want to see the revenue. They they weren't they weren't looking at revenue they were looking at expenses, and uh, you know I'm I'm from the business world you look at a profit and and loss, and loss and absolutely you look at a P and L uh, and so I had them put me a spreadsheet together and lo and behold there was a big hole where the money was going and the comptroller was was putting it in his pocket so yeah he went to jail um, but we we did a lot of cleaning up in uh, in the county and and now we're right back looks like we're right back to where we where we were when i took office uh the jails are in a mess there they don't have enough funds i mean it, it's one thing after another now you and i were talking before we came on today and i was talking about uh police chief stewart when he was uh, the police chief of, of yes. little rock and uh he came i'm thinking he came in right at the end of jello jim didn't he mm-hmm. okay and now, if you don't know who Jello Jim, I'm not going to take the time out to explain it to you. All right, you who've been here a while will know exactly who I'm referring to. But the bottom line is, uh, Stewart came in, and it was so funny because the first thing he did when he was elected, uh, you know, the uh, police chief or appointed a police chief, is he made this statement. He says, "I'm changing our cars back to the old black and whites." Because he was dealing, he was dealing with uh, drug gangs again, right? And he said they equate black and whites to law enforcement, so we want them to know the law enforcement is back. Yeah, let them know it's back. And it made it made a difference. Made a difference, and and just he did a lot of different things, but those optics were uh, important. Uh, were very important. Yeah. yeah, really important. All right, we're going to talk about special elections. I want you to pay attention to what we're going to talk about because. This should have been taken care of years ago. It should have, it should have finished up with Alan Kerr. I'll be honest with you. He should have been able to get it through and got made into law. I don't know if the governor at that time, BB, would have signed it into law. But More than likely not. He probably would have let it become law. Uh, I don't think, since you only need a, a majority to over, override him, I think there would have been enough votes to override him at that time. But anyway, uh, Alan, how, how many years did you fight that? Six years? Yeah, 
Yes, sir. I, I fought it for all three terms that I was in the House. And uh, I got it through the House. and um, Finally. Uh, finally. And, uh, you know, great victory. I felt like I was on the way. I and talked. I thought you. I thought it was a slam dunk in the Senate. <sighs> yes, so did I. And uh, when it got to the Senate, um, uh, we we're trying to get it through Senate committee. I needed uh, I needed that that one more vote in the Senate committee, and I, I got a commitment from the senator. And um, when the vote came down, he said, "Well, you know, you've I've got this package I'm trying to get through. You help me get this through, and I'll help you get your bill through." And uh, so that's that's what we did. Uh, he waited until after and that's I made not, my vote. That's not unusual. All no, right? no, scratch my back, scratch your back. Right, not unusual. And um, and like many times, you know, I'm charging up that hill. I've got my 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 gang around me, and I get halfway up, and I look behind me, and I'm standing there all by myself. There you go. Never fails. But uh, um, he flipped his vote on me. And uh, I kept trying to, to chase him down because I was going to run it through again. Um, and I could never get him to talk to me about it. So It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Evidently, the municipal lead or whoever it was that, that got I to think him. for him it was a school superintendent. Could have been. Could have been. Because the school superintendents were, were uh, heavy against it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, all those folks that benefit from it, obviously, were, were fighting against it and uh, still do to this day. Okay. So we got, now we got, we got uh, David Ray fighting. Mm-hmm. So how many years has it been total now that we've been trying to get rid of this, you know? Well, it's been 15. Amazing. At least. It just should not take, and it, the municipal league needs to be taken down a few pegs. Well, I, re- I really believe I, that. I mean, somebody needs to take them to task for the, the, the waste that they create when they do that absolutely all right let's take a break alan kerr is here it's good to have him back in the studio we spent a lot of time in the studio together absolutely fighting some different taxes fighting crime yeah (laughs) fighting crime fighting bad legislation much as we could 20 minutes after six dave ellswick show stick around we got more to talk about and want to tell you about east end towing don't forget that they know it all i mean seriously I mean, look, they are members of the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed and they're insured. And you should never let anybody tow your car that's not insured. And every one of their trucks is permitted. They know what they're talking about. You talk about, you know, towing from private property, all that stuff. They know how to deal with it. And, you know, everybody says, well, look, if my car breaks down, it breaks down on the side of the road. Yeah, but what happens if you break down and you're towing your camper? What do you, what, how do they do that one? Where do they take the camper? Where do they take the car? Uh, or you're towing your boat. Or you got a big old truck. You know, you don't have to have an 18-wheeler have a big truck. So just keep in mind that you, there's all kinds of different ways you got to do the towing. So do it with East End Towing. They know exactly what they're doing. No matter what the circumstances, they can handle it. So put this number in your phone. Just put it under towing. You don't even need to know it's East End Towing when you put it in there. Uh, just You know you're going to call them, so just put it under towing. Um, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right, 624 on a Wednesday. We're a couple of days away from Christmas Eve, and we're uh, three days away from Christmas Day. I hope that uh, you got a little – you got some – family coming you know my 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 kids have all grown up now they're in their 40s now and uh, it's a little bit different for me to 
right now I've got my grandson, Miles, or not mm-hmm. Miles, Eli. And Eli uh, is really kind of the the apple in my eye now. He's four years old, so he's he's starting to put this Christmas stuff together a little bit. Yeah. And he comes and talks to Pop about, well, how do I tell Santa Claus I want this or that? You know, and, and we, we confer and i make my list you yeah. know kind of stuff well my my funny you should mention that my uh, uh new son-in-law and my youngest daughter have uh, came in last night and uh she is with child oh cool yes i'm gonna call it right now it's gonna be a girl okay and i'm gonna, i'm calling it the world's gonna know yeah and uh my my son-in-law is laying in bed right now rolling his eyes i'm sure but uh yeah they came in last night and uh we're we're tickled to have them here uh, the rest of my kids are pretty close by. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, but she she she's a therapist in uh, Dallas, and um, there's a well, never ending line of customers in Dallas. I, for, I bet you for mental therapy. So. I bet you <clears throat> that 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 city has gone crazy. Oh yeah, I mean it's huge. How how does a city change to be blue like that? I just don't understand it. <sighs> You have all these people from California moving there. Moving in. Okay. Well, <laughs> and what do they call it? They call it Texafornia now? Texafornia. That, that there? That's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I met some people that, that had just moved here from yeah. California the other day, and I said, well, I hope you enjoy our state, and I hope you left your ideas behind. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, and, fortunately. And they said, don't worry, we don't want any of that crap anymore. That's what they said. Fortunately, she married a uh, very conservative Republican family. Okay. Uh, uh, he's an always Trumper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that he liked my studio then. Oh, he loved your studio. <laughs> he loved your studio. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, that's a good thing. His family's very conservative, so I'm very happy about that. Um, All right. Well, let, let's talk about some things that yeah. you wrote down before you came yeah. in. Uh, Alan, I told you he likes numbers, yeah. and that's good. And he took a look. He got a hold of uh, uh, some people in the know that know what's going on in the elections and got these numbers. I'll let you share. we got sure. about four minutes here. Uh, average turnout in Little Rock is about 10% on average over time. Uh, the turnout for the last library election was only 4%. 4%. Yeah, the library tax. Uh, overall, uh, for all three of the special elections that we had just recently was 6%. Wow. So, um, you know, if you, if you don't care, I guess, uh, you're going to end up writing a check for it or paying it out of your pocket every time you buy a happy meal. Right. Um, cause, cause that's going to happen over the last 10 years, the average turnout for central Arkansas library elections, and there's been many of them, lots of them have, have averaged about 4%. Okay. okay. Now, every time they run one of these elections, it's going to cost uh, the taxpayers between a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars, depending on the area. So, um, and and if you're running three of these things in a three or four week period, and some of them overlapping, I mean, it's it's such a waste of money, such a waste. Yeah. And, when you could have, they could have run all three of these elections on one ballot. Okay. Well, yeah, and at Save about half a million dollars. Yeah, it's the same time that you're doing the primary or you're doing the general. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you could do it at that time, but why don't they do it? What's the if you do it at an off time? Right. The person who's gotten whatever it is on the ballot, you what's can, what's their percentage chance of winning? 
Well, you get you control the outcome. You know, it's not really an election if you control the outcome, and that's what they do. That's that's why they do this. They're they've got better control of the outcome, and the likelihood is uh, about eighty eighty five percent of uh, special elections pass for whatever's on the ballot. I mean, it's got to be something really egregious for people to turn out in mass yeah. every time. Because look. They call in elections all the time. Yeah. They'll lose, and they'll call an election of the exact same thing again in another month sometimes. Yeah. Well, you remember uh, when I, I reason I became a JP was because we were fighting the jail tax. Yeah. Yeah. There are pictures of, of on the front page of the newspaper with, of letting people out of the jail in their, their jumpsuits, you know, letting them out the front door. Uh, criminals back on the street. Well, you know, headlines, we, we got no room, we don't have any money, you got to vote for this jail tax, these people are going to be in your front yard. So, uh, um, you know, we, I went to work, I uh, um, campaigned against that, we, we defeated the jail tax, and then once I got into the county um, justice of the peace position, um, I started looking at the books and found out, yeah, I was right. <laughs> you started digging they, they really oh, didn't need an election they they needed somebody that knew how to balance a checkbook he he dug he dug through the hard dirt on top and fell into the sewer it was it was something when he came on the first time and and un, unleashed all of that all right let's take a break let's get uh get you the uh, the news from around the world and then we'll come back and alan kerr will stick with us and we'll talk some more Okay, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Uh, we had some hail around the area uh, a couple of uh, d- days ago. So, uh, that Friday, that yeah, that we they had go that, Friday. that super uh, super cell that formed over Cabot. I uh, I need to get the people from uh, PI out to take a look at my. Me too. I've already got a call into them. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I I I told Joel when I talked to him. I said the last time I had a new roof put on is when we had hail and then we've got hail again and it it wasn't really big hail i probably a little smaller than a quarter it it was bigger in my area my wife had me on the phone and i could hear it hitting the windows yeah they they had baseball size hail in parts of uh you know lone oak and pulaski county it was just was not good to tell you and that's not good for your roof and uh, you might need a new roof or you need some work on your roof and if you're going to do that do it with the best, and that's PI Roofing. You call them at 707-3551, and they'll come out. They'll get on the roof. They'll look at it. They'll they'll tell you if it, you know, take pictures, show you pictures and stuff. And it has a time stamp on it, so you know it was the pictures yeah. that they took that day. And uh, then they'll talk to your insurance company and the appraiser come out, and they'll work it all out for you. Just know you're going to pay your deductible. But, uh, in the, in a case like that yeah, have them clean your gutters while you're there they do that too yep they, they do it all i'll just <laughs> tell you they will do it all uh if you have some damage in your house and water getting into it they'll fix that as well but that's pi roofing pi roofing.com that's yep. the other way to get that's coming from an insurance guy yeah you worked roofing. with that's them the way to go yeah you've worked with them for a long time but it's for and he, joel is such an interesting story i mean he just decided I don't like working for other people because they do a half shot job of things. And so he did it his way. And yeah. the way he started, he drove his, he drove his uh, pickup truck around the neighborhoods. And if you know what you're looking at, you can tell roofs that have problems. Mm-hmm. And he'd go talk to the people. We got a leak. And 
I said, yeah, I got some discoloration. She says, let me find your leak. That's how I get, came up with the whole thing, the roof leak detectives. Mm. And the rest is history, so to speak. He's been in business now 20 years. You don't stay in business 20 years if you're doing it wrong. They I'm do just a good job. Yeah, I like him. like him a lot. That's why I talk about them. They are bonded, licensed, and insured. So, Everything. Yes. Yeah. All right. If you got questions about special elections, the uh, phone lines, we're going to open them today. 823-0965. 823-0965. And you can ask Alan Kerr, who's with me, JP, state rep, uh, insurance commissioner of Arkansas in his career, now back doing insurance again yeah he's my insurance man full disclosure here and uh he does the job for us i'm just telling you he does a great job for me you're the one who told me and i've been talking about this on the air i had somebody back into me mm-hmm. over a baptist yeah. in the parking lot and you said uh well they can't prove that you did it and you can't prove that they did it so the insurance company say take care of your own business well, the insurance companies will say that each company will take care of their own vehicle uh, because it was private property, and both of you were in motion. No, nobody's at fault. I mean, you're either both at fault or ne- neither one's at fault. That's either, right. Yeah, but uh, the only way they handle that is each each company will will pay for their own damage to their own insured vehicle. So. Okay, keep that in mind because the guy called me. What day was it? The guy called me here Monday. Yeah, he called so me Monday and was he saying. He did call you. Yeah. Mm. He called me and, and I said, well, I'm going to tell you what the insurance company told me. And I told him exactly what mm. you said. And he said, well, you got all upset mm. talking. And I said, well, to be honest, I think you hit me, to be honest, because when I looked at how the, the cars were situated, right. you backed into me. And uh, he says, well, I'm not sure about that. And I said, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the exact problem. Yeah. So It's uh, private property. You can't. Um, police aren't going to come out. So. Nope. And they didn't. Yeah. But this guy thought that I should pay for it. All right. I'm looking. I'm, I got somebody on the line here. I'm finding out who we're going to talk to here. We got to do this on the, 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 the new way. The new All way. right. Yeah, the new way. And uh, I'm looking for the answer. Oh, my gosh. Where is it? Where's Heidi on here? What happened to Heidi just there tells you is. over the microphone who it is. <laughs> okay. I'll uh, I'll talk to uh, tell him that I'll call him. All right, and there's somebody who wants to talk to me, so we get I got you on. Okay, I'm not going. Sh- I'm not. I'm not changing boats now in the middle okay. of the street. Yeah, we'll ch- yeah. So anyway, let, let's go back and and to, again, if you got questions about special elections, why have they been so difficult to stop? Because they've not been stopped. Look, Alan fought this. <laughs> this battle for you know six years and then now david ray has fought it for two years yeah well what happens is uh the the lobbyist uh the the municipal league lobby the lobby for the um uh, oh for the school boards yeah, uh, school superintendents. school superintendents they uh they all get rare up and and everybody i mean these lobbies touch every single candidate so you know, when you're you're a candidate or you're you're an elected official, um, you need the support of the schools. You need the support of the the city and municipalities in order to get in office or stay in office. So they they turn the screws on on you pretty tight when uh, um, when you're running a bill like this and say, you know, hey, we're going to come out against you in your next election. 
um, if you don't, um, if you continue to push this bill. So, yeah, it's very difficult so to get to get those votes. Um, even though it's the right thing to do, um, they will. A lot of these uh, legislators just simply won't vote for it, or they'll they'll they won't kick against the pricks, as they say in the Bible. <laughs> well, right. you're right. You're right. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things. It's an uphill battle. Um, sooner or later, somebody will do it. But um, uh, it's it's it's. Well, you've done it. David Ray is doing well, it. Well, they'll try it. Oh, nobody's yeah. done it. Nobody's, nobody's finished. Nobody's it. finished it. Yeah. Nobody's. It, it's like a. It's like this is like Dracula. Okay, you got to take it. You got to you got to drive a stake through its heart, mm-hmm. cut off its head, stuff it with garlic, and then drive it, and then pull it out into <laughs> the sunshine. And set it on fire. And then set it on fire. That's exactly right. It's that type of a bill. Yeah, and people will fight tooth and nail against it because if you can control people's wallets, mm-hmm. you got a lot of control over. You got people. a lot of control. That's right something um, to keep in mind I, i'm just I, i'm just amazed that people don't get tired of paying more and more out of their earnings and uh, getting less taxes. and less yeah i mean uh you know uh, uh again it, it's it's dollars and cents you know it's numbers um and, and they don't seem that they well it's just a quarter of a point well it's it's um uh, oh, and I love the ones that they run that, uh, well, this isn't a tax increase. This is just extending the one oh, that yeah. you've got. Yes. Okay, so you've got the opportunity to, to, to reduce your tax burden. <laughs> yes. And you're not going to go out and vote, vote that direction. So uh, it just blows my mind. Well, nothing changes. They're going to continue what I'm doing now. So it's okay. I won't go vote. Well, and, and that's, what, that's what the governor pulled on them here yeah. just not too long ago. Let's just... Let's keep this tax on the roads and, you know, forever. And, oh, by the way, let's make it part of the Constitution while we're at yeah. it. That's the part that really and, blew and my yet, mind. the roads never seem to get fixed. No, they're all, I mean, they start building new ones I, instead I, of repairing the old I, ones. I tell you, I, I don't know. I've, I've been going here between Memphis and Little Rock um, for four decades. They've never finished and it. And they've never finished it. Never. I've... <laughs> never i mean haven't even gotten orange barrels and and of course it's the most used road because because you've got all those uh, trucks between memphis and everywhere else Um, it is a a line from the east coast to the west coast right and so the trucks are using it i mean at least when you get to memphis now i will say this they've they've got most of the on and off ramps done yeah well that's great and you know which way you're going. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, they need to widen that thing. It yeah. needs oh, yeah. to be at least another lane going both directions. And here we are, 40, 50 years later, and it's still, you know, it's two lanes on each side. It's, so. still, it's still the cow trail. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> whether you know it or not, most of your roads were laid out by the way the cows went back to the barn at the end of yeah, the day yeah <laughs> you're absolutely right <laughs> that's the way that's the way they laid them out but yeah it's it's really it's sad the more things move forward the less things seem to change alan yeah and the the methods of getting them there you know these special elections are just um uh again it, it you wonder if four percent of the electric turnout why, why bother having an election just, just go ahead 
declare a tax. To, to, to defeat this, is it going to take somebody who's independently wealthy, who's willing to dump a bunch of money into ads to let people know what's really going on? I, you know, I'd like to see it on the governor's agenda. You know, I'd like to see it, you know, the governor step out Sarah? for it. Not about this, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> let's hope, let's let's hope, hope. that she's a, a real conservative and gets in there and, and talks about doing this and letting the people have some say in this. Because you're not going to get a say in it unless they put it during normal election time. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you don't have time. And talking about you, you in your car usually, uh, that's driving to work and listening to the show, you don't have the time to be paying attention to every election that is being right. being held up. I spend a well, Alan will tell you this. I spend a lot of time trying to keep up with all this stuff. Oh, it's and a full time job. I can't. <laughs> it's a full time job. Yeah, and I can't um, do it. Uh, you know, you'd have to be kind of a political wonk in order to. Uh, to, to know everything that's going on or like my wife is the the chairman of the county committee and of course she you know she's privy to all that stuff and and that's how we know that's going on but the average citizen they've got children they've got uh school plays they've got all kinds of things softball, softball games, games football soccer. games they got all that soccer, soccer, games. soccer oh games. my god and then those that have their children their, their little girls in dance you know I don't oh know my god i got a granddaughter that was in dance you talk about time consuming that's the nearest thing to purgatory I know of is a dance recital. Oh yes, yes. I wish you could see my son-in-law. He was he we we sit back there, you know, um, and 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 you know, bless her heart, she did a good job. She's a great dancer, but um, you go to a few of those after a while because you're there to see your kid. Yeah, but you got to sit through everybody every else's kids. kids. That's exactly right, and usually they're two and a half hours long, oh, or sometimes longer. Yeah, it's a commitment. Because I had two granddaughters who danced, and I got to tell you, that just doubled the pain. Oh yes, true story. All right, it's uh, six forty-seven. Let's take another break. I want you to come. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to ask you what needs to be done. Do you think to actually be able? You got as close as anybody to winning. What did you do to get that close? And how can we get that close again and maybe push it across the line this time? We're going to talk further about it in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis. You want some uh, health insurance that won't cost you an arm and a leg? Talk to Pat Davis. He will tell you he'll save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. I don't know exactly how he does it. Look, I... I did. I don't sell health insurance. I can just tell you. People tell me they can save that much money with him. I can't because I've got the government health insurance. I've got Medicare. If yes. you want your if you want your Social Security, you will take Medicare. I, I, yeah, I crossed over to that line just this past month. So did they tell you that I'm you got to take it to get? Yeah, you yeah. got to take. It. I mean, I didn't know it until. Um, Oh, what was the congressman's name over in Denton, Texas, that worked with uh, uh, Newt on the contract with America? No, you anyway, talking about? I don't remember. His he's name. the one. He's the one who wrote the contract with America, and he came in to speak here in Arkansas, and I got to know him by having him on a lot. And uh, I went to see him, and I walked up and introduced myself because we had met face to face. And he says, "Dave, you know," he says, "Hey, guess what?" And I go, "What?" And he says. 
I was just told today that I got to give up my private insurance and become you know, get on Medicare. And I said, what do you mean? He says, if I want my Social Security. And I said, you're kidding me. I didn't know that was in the law. He says, there's a lot of things you don't know. Yeah, it's, That's it's, what he said. <clears throat> that's what he said. That's another 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 uh, show as far as that's concerned. That's a whole other show. You're but right. Pat Davis, uh, you know, he's hoping to be able to help people that are on Medicare. And um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think the federal government's going to let you get in on their on their gig. I'm just saying. Yeah. But uh, no co-pays, none of that kind of stuff with Pat Davis. 501-605-6935 is the number. Yourhealthplanman.com. All right, let's finish up this uh, segment of the first hour coming up after the news. And uh, Alan's going to stick around. To, we're going to have Congressman French Hill on with us as he comes on every Wednesday. And we talk to him about the issues that are going on in the wonderful world of Washington, D.C. Of course, we want to talk to him about Mansion and what's happening with that. And, uh, you know, never think it's over until it's over. I'm just telling you, yeah. the old saying goes. It's never over until the fat lady sings, and uh, that's exactly where we're at now with this uh, build better back bill, whatever right. you know. But anyway, we'll we'll talk more about that, and we'll talk about the border too, because nothing is being done <clears throat> with the border, and we're going to talk to the French about that. And I, I think he's the only guy I know locally that's been to the border more than I have to see what's going on. Wow. Because uh, I've broadcasted from down there, King Anvil Ranch, and in Arizona, I've broadcasted from Texas down there, and it, it was bad when I was there. I can only imagine what it's like now, and it, it would be terrible. But we'll talk to French about that coming up here in just a few moments. I just want to finish up here with Alan Kerr on this thing about special elections because I'm going to do everything I can in the next general assembly which will be with, uh, you know, Sarah, I think, who's going oh, to yes. be our new governor. And hopefully she'll get behind a push to get rid of special elections as well. Yeah. And uh, I will work with David uh, as much as I can to keep you up to date on what's going on and, and how you can help him win that battle. You are the only state representative who has come close yeah. I mean, you came, like you said, one vote in a committee, mm-hmm. and people have heard me say this on the air, that bills that were, committees are where bills go to be, you know, to get killed. And well, that's what they did, because they knew if that bill got on the, the, the Senate floor, into the well of the Senate, it was going to pass. Well, it was, it was uh, highly popular uh, publicly, and uh, what you have to do, you asked me how I got it that far. I, what you have to do uh first you learn to play that game yeah you know, did you, you have to sell your soul uh no no my soul was not for sale good but um what you do is you go to each individual legislator each one of them's got a bill that or something that they're interested in getting passed so you 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 barter a little bit yeah okay okay well i'll i'll vote for your bill if you you vote for this one well and, and that was working through the house you get to the senate and it's kind of like you you don't pay for services until uh, after the services are rendered. Uh-huh. Well, this was kind of me paying ahead of time. So uh, you were actually playing forward. Yes, my <laughs> his bill came up to vote before mine did. Unfortunately, okay. yeah, so too I, bad. I stuck to my word. I voted for his bill, 
And uh, when it come time to vote for mine in committee, he he voted against it. I mean, he wasn't even not there. He voted against it. Wow. So, um, And then yeah. wouldn't talk to you about it. Yeah. Oh, and, and this is one of these people that, that, oh, I am true to my word, and my word is my bond. And, yeah, well, there was no bonding that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. You, you just go on. You, you, can't, you can't be bitter about it. You just go on. Unfortunately, that was my last session. and uh, You decided you didn't want any more to do with that stuff. Well, no. Um, at, at that point in time, I was term limited. Oh, that's right. You were term I had term limited. limits, and uh, that was just before I became insurance commissioner. So, um, you know, someone else ran in my place. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, So that was my last opportunity uh, in the legislature. But David Ray has picked up that banner and is carrying it forward. And, and he's done uh, a good job of it. Done a good job of it. And, and just like anything, it, it takes, uh, you know, these controversial bills, it takes more than one session to get anything passed. Sometimes two, three, four sessions. Um, but if you keep running it, you know, sometimes the legislators change out and you get some more conservative people in there and, and you can finally get something through. Yeah, that's that's good. I tell you one thing that's happening now that wasn't around uh, when you were in in uh, office. Acre was is wasn't really around when you were there from uh, UCA and, oh, and, yes. and all the good things that that they're doing. You know, I mean they they are godsend. They're here's how I put it. If you know anything about think tanks all mm-hmm. right they are our heritage foundation yeah you need information you need somebody to give you the information you need about taxation and you know spending and all of that opens all and all the rest of them right over there at uca it's amazing that it's at uca i gotta tell you because that's not a that's not a conservative bastion but you get into acre and it is a conservative bastion yeah. david mike mitchell yeah. and all the rest of them over there good deal good people you would have liked them alan they would have helped you i'm get sure it would. i'm sure it would i know have. they worked pretty closely with david on a lot of different things let's take a break yes sir <laughs> and we'll come back and we'll talk to the congressman and i'll let alan go as well and uh, i'll finish up with you for the last half hour of the dave ellswick show In the lane, snow is glistening, a beautiful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in the winter wonderland, gone away is the 
bluebird. We're back. Here to stay is a new is that, that, Was that Johnny Mathis? That's who That's I Johnny thought. Mathis, yeah. That's who I thought that was. Chances are. Yes. Yeah, I could. I won't sing for you, Congressman, I promise. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you won't like that. That would be. That would make it a merry, merry Christmas. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. When I stopped, <laughs> guess who I got in the studio here with me? Tell me, my friend, Alan Kerr. All right, Alan. Yeah. Good morning, Congressman. You How are you, Lisa? sir? Yep. I'm doing wonderful. Good He's, to hear your voice. We've been sitting here talking special elections and how, in the next general assembly, what we got to do to stop them. And hopefully with Sarah being governor, we can do that. But the municipal league is powerful. It is. You know, it's like it's like being in Star Wars and taking on the emperor. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I've always uh, I've always thought citizens were better served by having uh, bond elections or tax elections on Election Day. Yeah, of course. Get a feel for the. Issues and um, Alan knows from his time in the General Assembly. We've run that bill here in the state many times, uh, yeah. particularly perhaps on school board elections. Um, there, you have bond refunding issues, uh, and the timing of that always doesn't come up in sync with a uh, obviously with a, a standard election day. But this is. This is something that I think really would benefit taxpayers and benefit the debate instead of these tiny turnout elections where taxes are raised. He just said the last three elections in uh, Little Rock, and they were all special elections, they only had a 6% turnout for all three of them. Right. Which is incredibly terrible. Well, they had three of them back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back. Two of them overlapped. That's how crazy that was. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you, Congressman. Things have changed a little bit in Washington since the last time we talked. Let's talk about how everybody's feeling in the House right now uh, on the blue side uh, after what Senator Manchin did the other day. Well, I think they're feeling a little blue on the blue side. Uh Whenever I get a chance to see the squad have a meltdown on national television, it, it should bring joy. It's an early warning device to taxpayers that something went right uh, whenever they are in a whine mode and dropping curse words and acting like the adolescents that they are. So, look, I don't think it's over yet, Dave. I would be very cautious here on uh, celebrating and unwrapping the gifts before Christmas. Um Manchin, I think, has done a good thing for the country by stopping this. Uh, And let's summarize briefly. Build Back Better is a huge, enormous Green New Deal social spending program that's been misled in its description by both Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. They say it's a $1.75 trillion uh, program that will advance green energy and help our families, period, mm-hmm. full stop, and that it's fully paid for, fully paid for. And nothing could be further from the truth. And Manchin, uh, to his credit, said, look, it needs to be smaller and fully paid for, and I bet it's not. So he and Senator Graham and others asked CBO. It turns out it's a $5 trillion program. Oh, my God. And, and look, 
echoes Ronald Reagan's one about Ronald Reagan's great admonitions to us, which is there's nothing so permanent as a temporary government program. And that's exactly how they described and designed Build Back Better. Pelosi learned from what she did on Obamacare. She jammed Obamacare into the country half-baked, half-funded, half-thought through, daring Republicans to repeal and replace it. And, of course, we got very close but failed by one vote in the Senate. This is her same strategy here. Let's load up all this social spending and all this Green New Deal spending and, and let it run out. Let it run out purposely in one year or two years. Leave people hanging. Uh, change expectations and dare Republicans to repeal it. So this is a cynical east-west coast elite far-left cooked-up deal, and thank goodness for Joe Manchin. He put a stop to it for now. But I think we must remain uh, alert as to what, how this ugly, uh, ugly uh, creature could be reborn in a Frankenstein save sometime in 22. Well, some people have done a good thing, I think, in that uh, Schumer said, and, and uh, what's his name, the commie over on your house, your side of the house, that's a Democrat. What was it? Could you be it? more specific? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not talking about Blumenthal. I'm, ta- <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the guy up there, and was it in Maine? The old man. Oh. Uh, Bernie. You told Bernie, Bernie, talking, yeah, Bernie. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, a, there's he, no doubt. He's a communist. He, he, yeah, and so he wants a vote. And uh, and let's uh, give so, it to him. I agree. I agree. Let's put these people on the record, and uh, we'll see if that happens. Are they going to just, with their peak of fury uh, in Bernie's leadership, look, the bottom line is Chuck Schumer, as I've said many times, is just a staffer to uh, AOC and Nancy <laughs> Pelosi and Bernie Sanders. Right. He doesn't have any power over there. And uh, if he calls a vote, uh, that's good for conservatives. Let's see who's who's voting for this monstrosity. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, and I'm wondering if there might not be some Democrats that if they, had, if they were put on the record, they know how people would react to this. And uh, they might not vote the way that the Democrats think that they'll vote. Yeah, let's see how Mr. Kelly in Arizona votes or uh, Reverend Warnick in uh, Georgia or even, you know, just any any of these swing senators. Uh, let's put them on record. Yeah, that are in really purple states. They might find yeah. that, uh, that that's not a vote that they want to take. And, I, and, I, and that's why I don't think Schumer is going to press it. I really don't think well, this, he'll do it. No, well, yeah, he's he's talking a big game this week. Let's see when they get back. Uh, usually, he does. You know, uh, he is so headstrong. Uh, I could see him doing it. I think it's uh, from from my point of view, it's fabulous. I hope he hope he does it, and I hope that means he ties up the Senate. You know, in twenty hours of of debate on his bill that's going to go nowhere. That's yeah. that just gives us a chance. To explain to the American people on the floor of the Senate just how bad this bill is and how it will lead to uh, more financial challenges for the country, more inflation. It doesn't accomplish the goals. It's not paid for. Uh, It's just a completely misleading hodgepodge of progressive ideas. Well, you saw what the president said at the end of his uh, speech yesterday about COVID, and we can talk a little bit about that here in in a moment. But someone said, asked him about mansion and and he leaned in and he said 
we'll we'll strike a deal. We'll make a deal. All right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what he I, said. Yep, and that's why I'm cautious about this. Manchin is a Democrat. Yeah, he's in a very conservative state. His polls have gone up. Um, he's very popular. His popularity's increased. I'm sure conservatives are sending him campaign contributions now. But the fat lady has not sung on this mess yet. Yep, I agree with that as well. But at least we got it through. We got through Christmas without having it made into law. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we can yeah, count. Let's uh, do it. We'll 100%. do it by weekly, by weeks, you know, and get yeah. through November, and then we will be in charge again. What What does I it agree. say? What does that say to you? How many Democrats now have have said they're not running for re-election? Twenty three. Twenty three. You're not. Wow. You're not counting, huh? Uh, Twenty three. <laughs> yeah. I, I woke up this we morning thinking about that. Oh, I'm so excited. In. Uh, 2010, uh, we had candidates all across the country in the midst of the Tea Party revolt against uh, Barack Obama's terrible set of policies and Obamacare say they were going to run as Republicans. We got more people running this time than we had in 2010. Secondly, 19 Democrats retired in 2010. We're up to 23 now, including Stephanie Murphy uh, of Florida, who's one of the more moderate members of the uh, House in the Democratic conference, she just threw up her hands and walked away yesterday. Uh, she's given up on this progressive madness inside her uh, conference. Well, she just Everyone, went. She just went through redistricting, and her area became even more conservative, didn't it? Yeah, and uh, she wanted to run for Senate against Rubio and Val Demings, the former oh sheriff uh, from Orlando, preempted that. Val's a lot more. Uh, progressive liberal end of the spectrum in Florida than Murphy is. Uh, but in 2010, we won 63 seats. And so, look, Republicans have to stay on message in 2022. We have to talk about what our priorities are when we take the House back and what we would do to counter Joe Biden's terrible policies in foreign and domestic and economic uh, arena. And we're going to do that. We've got great candidates. We've got good financing for those candidates. And we're going to work our tails off all during 2022. Nikki Haley has put together a book about what Republicans should be pushing for uh, in 22 and 24. It it looks an awful lot like uh, Contract with America again. Are we going to have that again? Is McCarthy thinking that that might be the thing to and get all of you together and make uh, you know have a photo op and all of you signing it and say this is what we'll do? Uh, I think we are. Uh, we have a group of task forces on key issues, and uh, there's two outputs from that. One, or what are our campaign commitments for 2022? What is it that we want to do if we take the House back? And those are big picture commitments like uh, commitment for America. Uh, the second part of that, though, is how will we govern every month for that two-year period? And this is where Pelosi has failed. She has big progressive ideas like anybody can vote anytime, anywhere, whether you're a citizen or not. That's H.R. 1. That's her biggest idea for this past uh, four years that she's been back in power. Well, nobody's for that. And so uh, and it's a divisive, divisive, unconstitutional approach that she's taken. So 
Look, I want Republicans to make commitments that are where the mainstream of Americans want their country back. And let's campaign on that. Let's win on that. And then let's have the strategy in each committee of Congress to deliver uh, milestones on it over that two-year period. So Kevin has got all of us working on that. I'm working on the jobs and economy front uh, is the one I'm spending most of my time on. But every member of our conference is fully engaged in this exercise. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that you all are are planning and planning the right way. I'm I'm excited Absolutely. about you. So, sounds like McCarthy is another newt. Is that right? He is more. He is a political tactician. Where Newt was a history professor, idea guy. In fact, you know, uh, people say of Newt, and I love him to death, and I love his wife even more. Hey, uh, Newt has a hundred ideas a day, and yeah. maybe one of them's okay. You know, and so. <laughs> and so the way McCarthy likes to work is he likes to get uh, all 200-plus uh, Republicans together, asking them what their best ideas are, sort them out, rank them, and then get consensus that this is what we want to do going forward. And so he's more of a, a, a bottom-up idea generator and then uh, getting out in front and leading the charge. And what was great about Newt, I think, because I'm a policy guy at heart, you know, seriously, is uh, generating ideas and generating the leadership and getting the team together. But we're going to have a good approach uh, for 2022, and I think that will lead us in with that core set of uh, issues to campaign on as we go into the next presidential as well. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, talk a little bit about the border, talk a little bit about Omicron. We'll talk about both of those things here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's Congressman, of course, French Hill with us on this Friday, or Wednesday before the Christmas holiday, and it's good to have him with him. We'll have more questions to ask him. We'll let Alan get involved in the conversation as well. Don't forget about David Lucas. If you're concerned about out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, and a uh, rapid decline of the U.S. dollar, then I'm assuming you're thinking about silver and gold. But you're probably thinking, well, how do you you know, spend your money on silver and gold? Do you buy certificates? Do you buy real silver? Do you buy real gold? What do you do? Well, David Lucas and uh, his uh, financial business can teach you how silver and gold could help you protect your assets at IRA, 401k, your hard-earned savings, by calling 501-222-3315. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. Their number again, 501-222-3315. This is about learning about buying silver and gold. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, back. Uh, Alan had to get out of here he's got work to do at his at his office but he asked me to ask you congressman what is the future for the border you know alan's been concerned about what's going on the border for many many years and he's really concerned now as he watches the uh you know the biden administration destroy all the hard work that has been done by conservatives to get that under control now it's totally out of control again what do you think that we can expect to see is are they going to change at all 
We've got to keep the pressure on, and I know people are shocked by this year, <clears throat> and this year has been unprecedented. 1.7 million people caught. We don't know how many people weren't caught. Uh, the estimate is about 400,000 are, quote, getaways, which are people who've come in the country and we don't know where they are. Record numbers of drugs, including fentanyl, and we lost 100,000 people in 2022, a overdose. Num- number overdose. one cause of death for 18 to 55-year-olds. And that should be depressing to everybody. And I mean that. And I don't have there's this. We could devote a whole show to this and we could get uh, the drug czar, Kirk Lane, and I to spend time with you. But we can't do it now. But the bottom line is we have record amounts of illegal narcotics coming in the country. And the most deadly of all fentanyl is coming in at record numbers made in China. uh, Distributed by the cartel in Mexico coming into this border and it's killing our kids. It's killing our kids because it's pressed into pills. So, look, uh, Biden, no plan. He's in the Senate 50 years. He's been in every immigration debate since 1972, and he doesn't have a clue. He comes in, he shuts down the Trump policies. Because when you get right down to it, that 2020 campaign, Joe Biden didn't have a plan. He just was not Trump. That's the bottom line. Yep. And so his his is obsessed uh, Trump deranged staff simply said, if Donald Trump was for it, Mr. President, you're against it. So on the first day in office, he did away with the Trump policies that Trump had put in place after a lot of drama and a lot of challenges and a lot of experimentation on his own part. And so we got border security with the wall, with surveillance, with more people, with better training, with more uh, discretion to follow the law along the border. And we had the return remain in Mexico policy for those seeking asylum. And now here we are one year later, a complete flop. Miliorcas, the secretary for Homeland Security, absolutely should be dismissed by Biden in January after one year of service. Send him a thank you letter and and put a ham and cheese sandwich in a paper bag and let him go home for lunch because it's 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 uh, he's a disaster. Uh, and so what are we going to do? We're going to get a consensus in Congress to stop wasting money by having this construction failed on the border and get it back working like Texas is trying to do. Texas recognizes the importance of it. Rebuild the morale in our border patrol and our customs agents. Reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy. Work with Central America to tackle their own economic and drug cartel problems. And in my opinion, we should change many of our immigration laws, like the definition of how you seek asylum in the U.S. And I love Tom Cotton's idea that he talked Donald Trump into considering, which is better mix our legal immigration every year. We have about a million five, a million to a million five people come in the country legally every year, and we need them. Our birth rate's down. We have jobs we can't fill. We have work Americans won't do. We need both the birth rate in America to go up, and we need legal, you know, immigration. You know, so I, I, I like Cotton's idea of moving that more to worker-based immigration instead of only family unification. Yeah, merit-based kind yeah, of merit-based. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. So, and I agree with uh, the senator about that as well we're out of time i can't get to the last question that that uh 
Alan had. We'll take it up next week, and that is, is the president really as a lefty as he's making seem, or if he sees that the the next election cycle is going to be bad for him completely, will he come closer back to the center? Let's talk about that the next time we have you on. Uh, Congressman, we appreciate you. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And see you next week. All All right. Thank you much. All right. That is, of course, French Hill, uh, Congressman, 2nd District here in Arkansas. Let's get to Bill O'Reilly, then we'll get back to the final parts of the show for this morning. All right. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. My thanks to uh, the Congressman for coming on and talking with us. Of course, to uh, Alan Kerr, uh, State Rep. Uh, you know, JP, uh, insurance commissioner of Arkansas, uh, he's been involved in the mix in a lot of different ways for many years in politics here in the state. And, uh, I think I'm going to be using him uh, more in the future as we go through the political, uh, hijinks that uh, will occur during this year. So that that's going to be fun, uh, to talk about and he'll be filling in with, for me as will Robert. Uh, during times that I will be, you know, taking some time off or uh, just before, you know, the big election in September, I'll take some time off because I got to get my strength up for the the election <laughs> kind of thing. You know, if I got got two weeks in, in Florida, that'll be calling me about that time. So that'll be that'll be happening. All right. Back here on the Dave Ellswick show. And uh, uh, let's talk about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I uh, got just a couple more days to tell you again to get over and to see Eric Coleman. Eric has owned Hillcrest for many years. He is a local jeweler. He can do all the things that you want a jeweler to do. If you need your jewelry cleaned, if you need it repaired, if you want something made of out of old jewelry, perhaps that you have, maybe you know your parents have passed on and you got some rings and things of nature that you you wouldn't wear. But you don't want to just throw the gold or the silver away. Well, have uh, you know, have um, Eric repurpose it. Sit down with him and figure out what you can make it into, and make something that says something about you, but says something about what it's made of. And you can do that by just sitting down with Eric, and and, and he'll talk to you about it. Uh, he's at three thousand Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E. He opens at ten o'clock daily, Monday through saturday he's closed sunday and uh, you go see eric and he's got plenty of uh, you know jewelry that uh, is in his cases uh he can uh you can buy a, a gift certificate from him now and then give that to the person that wants to to have something special made and he'll work with them uh, maybe you don't want to take the chance of saying, yeah, I want a ring that looks like this made and then find out it's not exactly the kind of ring that you made for the person and what they would want to wear. So you don't want to do that. But uh, sit down and talk to Eric. He's got all kinds of jewels he can show you, all kinds of stones, uh, colored diamonds. He can show you, you know, gemstones like rubies and emeralds and all the different beautiful uh, gemstones you might want to have in some jewelry you can talk to him call him 501-246-3655 here's what i do know you go in and see him and get something for christmas you get 20 percent off the top just say dave ellswick to him or just say dave that's or, or that guy on the radio because i'm the only guy on the radio that talks about him so you, you know 
that uh, you know he'll know uh, who I am, and he'll give you twenty percent off. That's a nice cut off the top of of jewelry. Believe me, I've got to get over and see him today or tomorrow and pick something out of the display case as well. I've already got some things. I did want to get one more thing, and I'm going to go see him uh, either today or tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day, so I better go do it. Uh, bottom line is Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, great place to go. Great jeweler that you can have to take care of all your jewelry needs. That's Eric Coleman. Again, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E, opening at 10 o'clock today through, of course, uh, uh, Saturday. Now, he may not be open this Saturday. It is Christmas. Not expected. But I bet he's open for some tomorrow on uh, Friday, Christmas Eve. All right, let's move on and, and talk further about what we've been talking about here uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. Did you watch the president yesterday uh, and uh, see what he had to say about COVID and about uh, Omicron or Omicron? The the proper pronunciation, by the way, is Omicron. I don't know where the Omicron came from, but that that's what, what they started calling it. So the bottom line, you've got this variant of covid that is out there that uh, is not as deadly though more contagious than the others that we've gone through the bad bad variant that we had of this was delta delta killed a lot of people uh it does not look like uh omicron is going to do that over in uh south africa where they identified this from uh several weeks ago about four weeks it's been now uh the the raging uh infection rate has has just fallen out the bottom's fallen out of it uh people aren't dying by the hundreds and thousands uh they're saying that it 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 affects the mucous membranes of the nose and the upper respiratory tract, and uh, you're going to feel like you got a cold. That's what you're going to feel like. Then it it will it will go away. As far as people being, um, you know, hospitalized, the people who are being hospitalized. And look, I've I I watch a lot of news. I watch a lot of news. You don't want to know how much news I watch, and I watch all different people talking about it you know i i I don't watch just fox i don't watch just cnn in fact i don't watch a lot of cnn because uh they're not news anymore they're propaganda uh i tend to i I tend to watch one news and and the rest of them and all the doctors from john hopkins and other uh physicians that i have seen have all said that the people who get omicron who have been vaccinated I don't believe in mandates, okay? Don't think that you should be forced to get a, a vaccination. But the people who have been vaccinated have gotten uh, the, the two shots and even the booster. Uh, this is very mild for them. For you who have not, for whatever reason that you decided you did not want to take the booster or did not want to take the vaccine at the beginning, it's going to be rough on you. You don't have the protection that I do. Now, that's for these these doctors. This is scientific fact. They're saying that the people that they're seeing that have to be hospitalized 
90% of them have not been vaccinated. That's just that's just the the, uh, the specifics of it. Uh, and so you have to make up your mind what you want to do. I have a friend that was not going to get vaccinated, and then he started to do some research and started looking at uh, the, the, the fatality rates for those who were not vaccinated and decided to go ahead and get vaccinated as well. Now, he didn't believe it was going to do him any harm. He just was against being forced to, to get vaccinated. Well, now he went in and got vaccinated. He did it on his own. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind. You got to make up that, uh, that, that decision on yourself. And please, look, I understand your, your thoughts on this that don't want to get vaccinated. Know that my thoughts are I'm 68 and I'm going to get vaccinated. But I'm not going to force you to be vaccinated because I got vaccinated. That just don't, I'm not going to do that um, or ask for that to happen. So know that I'm willing to accept your decision for what you're doing. I don't need a whole bunch of different uh, information uh, about, um, you know, being vaccinated or not being vaccinated because here's the key. I've already been vaccinated. You can't suck it out of my bloodstream. It's, it's been done and it's finished. And um, I won't hassle you, and uh, so don't don't hassle me about it. Uh, just make your decision and go on and, and live with it. That's what you need to do. So the bottom line is, uh, you know, I don't like the way the president uh, presented this yesterday as that we're going to go into this deep, dark winter of infection and death. Uh, I, I think that, you know, here's what happens. It's like the kid that cries wolf. If you keep yelling it and it isn't as bad as what you've been yelling, the next time that it is going to be bad and you yell about it, nobody will listen. So, um, you know, you got to be smart about this. That the president now wants to give a half a billion tests uh, to Americans uh, and uh, give it to it freely and send them to you if you want it sent to you. I have my questions of that. If they have done it several months ago, it might have been, to me, a prudent thing to do this time. I, I think it's just, just going to be a waste of money, to be honest. I wish I could get uh, Dr. Terry Yamauchi on with me before uh, the holidays and we could talk more about this. But I think that the, the, uh, the response... Uh, to this has been um, overblown completely. Uh, I, I believe that they did. It wasn't overblown about Delta. Delta proved itself a killer. Uh, that's not what Omicron has done. Uh, we've had the, the disease now in um, the country for the last two weeks, and people have been, you know, getting it. I mean, all you got to do is look at National Hockey League, thinking about they're calling, thinking about calling off their season. See, I think they're overreacting there. Um, let the people get well from this, and they can go ahead and play their games. Um, as far as it's going to be, it's going to be something that will uh, infect you easier than even Delta was. However, it will be it will have you know easier symptoms than what Delta had, and, and don't not expecting to to have the death rate. That, that we have seen although we're you know we're seeing it 
be what it says that it was going to be. It's infecting a lot of people. A lot of places and people are, are coming down with this stuff. Just know that it's not going to be like Delta. And you're going to get over it, and then you're going to have some natural immunity to it as well. You know, they've politicized this so much, and it doesn't need to be politicized. Uh, they don't even want to talk about natural immunity anymore. And we've known about that for centuries. Uh, and, and to not tell people about it or not to say that it has a legitimate place uh, as far as people getting or not getting that disease is um, important that they they understand it. The other thing is, is that we have a lot of other ways of fighting this COVID. Uh, they, they got a pill. It's supposed to be okay today. And I think was a Moder- was a, it's Pfizer that's got the pill. And it's supposed to be okay today. Uh, and it, it, uh, it helps protect you, gives you another layer of protection. And there's one that they had that they've done some work with it. They've uh, recalibrated the chemistry that is supposed to reduce more, uh, the mortality of, uh, the, of uh, having uh, this COVID Omicron uh, to 91%. You go into the hospital, you got a 91% chance that you're going to survive. Uh, not that you're going to die from it. So we got all these different things that are out there. We're not in the same position we were when this showed up uh, back uh, at the beginning of last year. And uh, thank goodness, I will say one good thing about what Biden did yesterday. He actually said the previous administration speaking. He couldn't. He couldn't say the. He couldn't say Trump's name. All right. He, <laughs> he could. It's like he couldn't get. It's like like Fonzie saying, "I'm sorry." Uh, but anyway, he 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 admitted that the previous administration, the Trump administration, and uh, uh, Project Warp Speed really saved a lot of lives. So I'm glad to see that uh, Biden at least will admit that. All right, we got a few more minutes left here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got to get our final break to come in. I need to remind you about uh, Easton Towing one more time and tell you that they know what they're doing. And that's important when you're getting your car towed. I mean, if you're getting your car towed, and uh, that's a pretty simple process. They're going to put you on the back of a truck and, and get you out of where you're at. You want to make sure those take your car where you want it to go. Uh, and and Easton Towing will do that. You don't have to worry about ending up in some kind of impound lot uh, and then having to pay a lot of money to get it out of that impound lot. Uh, they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. Don't let anybody ever tow your car if they're not insured. And uh, all their trucks are permitted. Call them, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849, East in Towing. All right, let's finish it up today. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with you. We'll do uh, a couple hours tomorrow. I, I may actually play back a little bit of uh, the uh, Bible guys from Tuesday because they were talking about Christi- uh, Christmas, and I think it, it was important that you hear that, you know, if you are celebrating Christmas because you know the reason for the season, then perhaps you'd like to know that some of the things that we celebrate are not correct. And uh, we should 
try to be as correct as we we possibly can uh, about that so uh, i'll play back what scott had to say about it maybe the last half hour because we really covered a lot uh during that but um that'd be my kind of my christmas gift to you how's that uh won't be here friday neither will heidi so if you call in friday while i'm on the air you'll be calling a recording (laughs) nobody's going to answer so keep that in mind and we won't be here on monday (coughs) we'll be off both those days for uh celebrating the holiday uh the the station is good enough to give us the day of uh, christmas eve and the day of christmas but since christmas falls on the weekend we'll get monday off as well and then we'll do that this following weekend as well because of new year's eve and new year's day so we'll be off friday uh and then we'll be off on uh, uh the monday coming after new year's day so that's good i'll actually get a little bit of sleep after watching all the football on the 31st because that's the big playoff games uh that are going to occur between you know uh alabama and uh, cincinnati and uh, georgia uh and uh who are they taking on now again? I can't even. Oh, oh, Michigan, yeah. How could I forget that? It's my buddy, Harbaugh. Uh, you know, you got, uh, he's playing. So those are going to be two good games. I won't miss any of it. I'll be there for the kickoff until the uh, final t- seconds tick off on the second game. So anyway, Razorbacks won last night. Good to see them break a two-game losing streak. Uh, there's been a little bit they 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 haven't looked in sync uh completely here recently like they have been here in the recent past so uh hopefully that elon game will help them get it back going i mean from about four minutes left in the first half through the second half they were on fire uh, i'll tell you what if they can play like that against every team they meet if they can get that type of focus going, uh, there's no team that is safe from the Razorback team. So there's some good games on tonight. Uh, check out uh, some of the basketball that's going to be on. I don't know what the bowl game is today because we are in bowl week now. So there's a lot of bowls going on, a lot of football. Uh, had football last night. Had a couple games uh, in the NFL. Uh, Seahawks lost. Seattle went down to defeat. They're virtually out of the playoffs now. And uh, see, Washington won last night. Puts them in a pretty good position that they may uh, get into the playoffs. So uh, think about that. The, the, you've got Jones uh, there with the Patriot, former uh, Alabama quarterback. Uh, Tua is in, in, in Miami. And uh, Hertz is in Philadelphia. So uh, Alabama, who's known typically for running backs and uh, defensive uh, players and some offensive linemen, uh, have really turned out some great quarterbacks here in the last uh, few years. So going to be interesting. The kid that went to uh, Chicago that everybody thought he was going to be the savior of the Bulls uh, from Ohio State. Uh, has not uh, shown himself to be ready, I think, uh, to be the savior of of the Chicago Bears. Bears have fallen on some hard times. I mean, you got to go back to 85 
to really see a great Bears team with McMichaels from Cabot that played, you know, for Arkansas, things of that nature, and and some of the others that played for Texas and then found themselves playing uh, for the Chicago Bears under Buddy Ryan and uh, and Ditka. So anyway, I'm still a Bears fan. The Bears. I still like the Bears. But I'm a bigger fan of the Colts. And I'm liking uh, Taylor, this running back they got. Really reminds me of Edgerman James. And um, maybe not this year, but I think next year, if they can stay healthy, because that was their problem this year, um, they will, I think, they may challenge to make it to the Super Bowl again. That would be very cool if they could do that. That's about all the time I got with you today. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to be in the fr- first hour. I do know that Joe and Duck will be with us in the second hour. We'll talk about you know cars and how to keep cars running smoothly and thing of that, things of that nature. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Here in the open, we're walking and hoping together, 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 together. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is listening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland, gone away. Is the bluebird here to stay? Is a new bird? He's singing a love song as we go along, walking in the winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman and pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kitties knock him down. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.